cool. Testing, testing, testing. Okay, good. Uh, if you guys have questions, hold them to the end. Welcome, uh, ladies and gents. We have uh, a new podcast episode, which I do every Monday and Wednesday. We have people on Zoom. We have people on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, I recommend um, you jump onto Zoom as eventually this is going to be the only platform and I'm not going to do it live on Instagram. As always, we start with three announcements. Team DC, my real estate team, shout out to them. If you need anything real estate worldwide, reach out to us. You can visit teamdcsold.com or email us at teamdcsold at gmail.com. Secondly, Modern Success, my personal uh, coaching and mentorship program for the world. Uh, we're getting very close to 300 members. We have our first members only live event next weekend on Saturday. I'm excited. We have guest speakers coming. It's going to be incredible. And lastly, for all the real estate agents or new incoming realtors, eXp Realty, if you want to join, go to join.exprealty.com or you can message me personally uh, for some more information. Okay. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about tonight, and this is a subject that I talk about with people frequently, and all it is is a state of mind that I believe if a lot of people adopted this, they would do so much better in every area of life. As I speak, what I'm going to talk about tonight, apply it from a universal standpoint, not universe, but universal is an all-encompassing everything. Okay. <clears throat> a standard that I have for myself, right? This is, it starts at the individual level. You have to remember that. And a standard that I have for myself in anything I do, anything I do, okay, anything is excellence. Not necessarily I have to be perfect in the context of anything that I can control, my effort level, right? My intensity, my attitude. All of that is going to be at a level of excellence. Okay? And I've applied that to every area of my life, and it shows. Anytime I introduce something new to my life and the world sees it via social media, they see my level of application. Right? I can remember being a brand new real estate agent and brand new in sales. I brought excellence to it, the attitude, right? the effort, the commitment, the discipline. All of that was a level of excellence. That's how it starts. I applied a new morning routine when I started. Boom, level of excellence. I'm going to wake up on time. I'm going to give everything I have when I read, when I go to the gym, when I show up to the office early in the morning. I'm going to bring in that level of excellence. Now, it sounds simple. It sounds pretty. It sounds cool. Yet very few people adopt this. What many people do is their personal standard in a lot of things is very mediocre or even worse, I think, is they attempt to put all of their energy and focus and we can call that excellence into one area and every other part of their life suffers. Now, that's not sustainable long term. And let me tell you the hole in that, right? We have a lot of major categories in life we can say. Let's say you have a standard of excellence when it comes to, I don't know, your business, right? You show up on time, you work hard, you work extra, you bend over backwards for your clients, but everywhere else you don't hold that same standard, your life will crash hard. And this is where I see so many people perpetuated into the same cycle over and over. If you want a great life, because when I say life, for you, for me, for everybody, 
it's many areas. It's not just one. People think like, oh, if I, if I just have really good hygiene, life is going to be great. There's a lot more to this reality and what we do than just one category. People are like, you know what? Great. I'm just going to get my money right and everything else is good. No. Oh, I'm just going to work on my spirituality, right? Work on my mind, do some self-improvement. Everything else is going to be good. Oh, no. You have to carry that standard with you everywhere you go. I always tell people, right? And this is a constant message, right? But until people actually spend time with me, they, they don't see it, right? Some of my closer team members that have been with me for a while, some of the people who um, have come, you know, for events or whatever, get to spend a day with me or a weekend with me, they, they see this. They see the level of tenacity. They see the level of application. They see the level of commitment, the attitude, and everything I've been describing in everything, whether it's a phone call I need to take, whether it's me doing my boxing lessons, whether it's me teaching my team, whether it's me jumping in on a deal, doing a deal, working with a client, whatever it is, you know, doing a, a coaching call, doing a, a video for my coaching students, that same standard is in everything. The quicker you can switch that, we can say, switch on in your mind, right? And it's like, okay, boom. Because all it really is is a decision. Now you'll see everything will respond to you in a different way, right? Many of you want clients to be more accepting and trusting of you. Many of you want more what you call luck, more opportunities. You want more people in general to accept your ideas and what you have to say. You want more happiness. You want more enthusiasm. You want more money. You want all these things. Well, if you do what I just described, you will naturally attract those things to you at the very least at a greater level than what you're already doing right now. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because from an energetic level, you're raising your frequency. This is what people don't, people do not understand. I look at excellence and say, okay, how can I tap into that energy or frequency? And when I universally do it, meaning like every category in my life is at that level, now everything around me begins to respond differently to me. You have to make the change from the inside. Once you do that, then everything else on the outside responds to you in a different way. Why do you think that when people, uh, maybe they've gone away for a while, maybe they've made some changes and they come back, why do you think people respond to them differently all of a sudden? Because they've changed. Especially if it's a positive change, they've raised their frequency, their energy around people is different. Therefore, people who would respond to them a certain way before, now begin to respond to them a different way. Now this is evident everywhere especially in the business world. The one who's more successful, the one who's more accomplished, who has a different energy to them. A different swag, we can say. People respond to them differently than the new guy who has that nervous energy and who's stumbling over his words. Nothing has to be said, it's felt. The more successful one has a more commanding presence. They have more confidence than all these other things that we're talking about. So for those of you who may be struggling with what I'm saying, as far as grasping what I'm saying and understanding it, think of it from this way. Picture yourself how you would like to be, how you see yourself after you've accomplished some of these things that you want to accomplish. How would that person wake up? What would their day look like? How would they respond to people? How would they respond to the same current situation you're in? When you have a thought of, we can say laziness, how would they respond to that? Now you start painting your own picture and coming to your own conclusion of what exactly it is that I'm talking about. Okay, one second.
Now we're talking, right? Now you're beginning to really see what I'm saying. And you start becoming internally what you want to manifest externally. Very simply. Now I'm giving you one example of excellence. By the way, many of you might say, um, well, is that important, right? Or well, everybody says that. No, they don't. For example, when I look at um, people in my field, we can say my original field of real estate, I don't really see anybody use as their marketing, right, the word excellence. Now, there's one, I think, brokerage around here called Excellence Realty or something like that, which is a spinoff of Century 21. But I don't see people, maybe not even in the marketing, but in their discussions with people, not only directly say it, but indirectly say it with everything else, saying we have a standard of excellence. Case in point, when we talk and speak to and want to set an appointment with a doctor or a lawyer or somebody who's a higher level professional, they have a process which we deem as higher value, something of excellence. When you think of a, a, a lawyer or a doctor who exhibits that, you in your mind already picture and see and, and, and feel something that's a different level than maybe just like a hospital. Right? If it's a private practice doctor who's super wealthy, has that reputation of excellence, you expect a certain experience when you interact with his employees when you go to his place. This is what I'm talking about. That's what you need to tap into and say, okay, in my field, what I'm doing, how can I exhibit that? And if I don't have the, we can say, uh, the monetary backing to have the building and the fancy shit, well, how can I with my marketing, how can I with the way I carry myself and communicate, how can I communicate excellence or any other thing? I'm just giving you the example on this podcast of excellence, for example, because I know that's something that's important to me. That gets me excited, and I know people will respond to that. Maybe for you, it's prestige. Maybe for you, it's an extreme confidence. Maybe it's trust, whatever it is. But when you think from that perspective and you start using some of these insights that I'm giving you, you can paint your own picture and figure it out. And it's going to end this madness that I constantly get from people. What's the first step? How do I do it? Me, 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 Which to me, at this point, those type of questions are almost disgusting. Because it tells me that person doesn't even want to use their own thinking process and their own brain to figure shit out. Everything just has to be handed to them. We have to eventually mature out of that state of mind and say, hey, I need to act as if I was dropped into the fucking middle of the jungle and I need to figure this shit out. Because if you, if you adopt that attitude and that state of mind, you will figure this shit out very quickly while everyone else is playing a victim mentality. So at the very least, if you don't wanna use the example of what I gave you with excellence because maybe that's not important to you, right? pick three. And that's my invitation to you during this podcast, especially if you're writing stuff down or taking notes. Pick three right now. What if it's not excellence? It could be anything that I described or anything else. And say, you know what? I'm going to start making this a part of my life. And again, you have to look outside of just the business example that I'm giving you. Do not have just the standard of excellence in business or in your diet or your hygiene. Do it for life and everything. Period, right? 
So for example, if I want to look from a student standpoint, I want to be an excellent student. And we have people on Instagram right now. I'm doing a podcast and they're talking to each other and answering each other's questions here instead of listening to the podcast, right? So in my mind, I personally wouldn't be doing that because I want to pay attention and listen and take notes. So in that case, if I was holding myself to that standard and I was asking questions during the podcast, then that's incongruent from my standpoint and what I want to do. This is how you can start looking at every single thing you're doing from how you're waking up to how you're showing up to your work and your career to how you're interacting with other people. Right? If you're producing content like me, are you producing excellent content from a value standpoint? Because I don't have the fanciest cameras and crews and all that bullshit. I don't edit. I don't do any of that. But if somebody watches my fucking video, I guarantee you it's better than the next guy for sure in delivery and techniques and communication and mindset and insights and all the other shit. Cause that's what I focus on delivering value. Now everything else eventually will be upgraded and that's fine, but that's secondary to the bread and butter of what it is that I'm doing or that you would do. So take a very close look at what you're doing because many people who come to me, are not satisfied in every area of their life. So this is a subject you have to get very personal with, come to terms with and say, something has to be changed and elevated. And when everything elevates, life for you will elevate. Because whatever area in your life is the lowest, pretty much all of your life is gonna be held at that level. It's backwards, a lot of this stuff. Right. And when I say backwards, I mean this, you can work a year to lose weight and gain it all back in three or four weeks. Can't you? You can do all this work and sales, kill it for a year. But if you take your foot off the gas for a month, you have to start all over. Everything is backwards in that sense. 10 times harder to achieve than it is to lose it. All that work, boom, then I lose it. Right. So in that sense, you could have many of your areas of your life doing well, but that one that's low or not up to the standard of the other ones will drag you down. You know, you can have your, your health, your relationships and everything else good, but if your health or your business, your relationships and a lot of things, but if your health is low, man, is it gonna affect your business and everything else pretty drastically? Or it will catch up to you eventually and make you crash or limit the, the potential of your other categories for sure. And this is the stuff that a lot of people don't really talk about or pay attention to. This isn't, we can say, a popular subject. This isn't something interesting to most people. Why? I have no idea. Because this is literally the stuff that governs people's lives. And they don't even realize it. That's the crazy part. Okay? So, again, three, three things that you apply. It's not excellence for you. It could be whatever. But pick those three things. That way, by the time this podcast ends, those are three action items you're going to do immediately to start seeing some changes and to implement in all areas, not just one, not just two, everything. <clears throat> cool. Um, with that said, um, I, I might've had another subject I'm debating right now. If I want to talk about something else that I wanted to talk about, because I feel it may be too long. So what I may do right now is open it up to some questions from the audience. If you guys have any questions, it could be about anything. And then I'll, I'll play around with that subject in my mind for a few minutes. And um, if 
I feel like going into it after a few questions and I will, otherwise I'll save it for the, uh, the next podcast. <clears throat> how you do one thing is how you do everything. Absolutely. That's also true. You're only as strong as your greatest weakness. True. Yes. Very true. Very true. Zoom ID is in my Instagram story on Facebook and everywhere else. And wherever you guys see it, just save it. It's always the same ID. Train me, lunchbox, you're on monitor success. You are getting trained. Have you thought about doing videos decoding different things? If you're talking about what I think you're talking about, Princess, then yes, I do that on Modern Success. So I recommend you join. Podcast is great, great. Love role playing with Maria. Awesome dude. Austin, are you asking about my net worth or my income? Two different things. Uh, what small things do you do for buyers to make their experience better? Um, it's more about setting expectations and communication, Blanca, not gifts and that kind of stuff. Cause we're not big on that. We, through our buyer consultation and that kind of stuff and how we talk to them, how we paint the picture for them, that's how we make the experience better. And obviously delivering great service. We don't concern ourselves with little baskets and that kind of stuff. We do give them gifts, but that's not the focus. Focus on your processes and systems. So throughout the transaction, that is a pleasant, smooth, beautiful experience for them. Then anything you do after that, like gifts, is just the icing on the cake. How do you get anxious clients to not worry about things outside of your control? Um, a lot of that has to do with our initial meetings, Bob, and our consultations. Um, because the more you can talk about with them, possibilities, what might happen, what might not happen, what you can control, what you can't, the more you communicate with them around those subjects, the more understanding there's going to be. And even if you do it perfectly right, there's still going to be some people who freak out anyway. But you can always go back to what you told them, what you guys discussed, and that will, um, we can say, clear the air a little bit better than if you didn't, right? For example, right? One thing I do, uh, one of many things I do is I tell people after I get a listing, for example, or I, I bring a buyer on and maybe we're in contract or even before we're in contract, I let them know. I say, look, now that you're working with me, I know you're going to be excited and you're going to be talking about real estate with everybody. Is that right? Cool. I want you to do me a huge favor though. Will you do this one thing for me? And they say, sure. I say, great. Now that you're in this and you're talking to people about real estate, all of a sudden, everybody and their mother is going to suddenly become a professional in real estate and they're going to critique everything you're doing and give you advice. So number one, I'm going to ask you to never just listen to them. At the very least, number two, and I really want you to promise me this, that if anybody says anything that rubs you the wrong way, before you come to any conclusion, you pick the phone up and you call me and we have a conversation. Fair? Now, what I just told you, if you understand what I just said, is going to save your ass in a lot of those situations where the uncle, the brother, or the cousin comes and starts ragging on you. Oh, they charge you 6%. I have a friend that'll do it for one. Fuck him. And now they're going to call you instead of just saying, cancel it. Right? 
In your zillion YouTube videos, is there one with a book list? To love, you need to use the browse feature on channels where you search. I have three, four videos now recommending books. Money does not equal happiness. Money will help you a lot though. Um, Lunchbox, I think in uh, one of the lectures, um, I give you a couple links. If you can't find it, dude, for the pre-listing and all that, I'll post it in the group. Just let me know. I think I did, but if you can't find it, let me know in the group and I'll post it for you. Uh, what's your absolute ultimate goal in life? I don't know if I have an ultimate goal in life, man. I'm just having fun and I'm pushing my potential as a human being which I know is limitless. So that makes the journey constant. There's no like end goal. Um, it would do you better, uh, Iman, Iman, if that's your name, bro, uh, to think of, to not think of happiness as something that you chase, right? I consider happiness an emotion that I create for myself. So whether things outside are chaotic or whatever's going, I'm still good with me and I'm happy that I'm alive and that I'm doing my thing, right? That's happiness to me. Um, and I think a lot of people have that thing mixed up. Everything has to be perfect for them to be happy. I just think it's a subject that many different people have different definitions for, but it's really ultimately up to you if you want to be happy or not because there's people in dire situations with no food and no money and they're happy as fuck. And then there's people who are rich and the wealthiest people on this planet and they're miserable. How many fucking celebrities that are multimillionaires are on fucking drugs and committing suicide, right? So um, it's just something that I think the individual has a lot more control over, over than they think. It's literally your state of mind. Uh, let's see. Building a new website. I'll be licensed by next Friday. Lauren. Your website isn't going to make you super successful in real estate. Do not waste your time trying to make the perfect website. Your focus and energy is better spent somewhere else. I don't think I've ever gotten a client who said, oh my God, I love your fucking website. I'm going to go with you. Never. I'm just being real. KV Core, uh, Felty. We use KV Core for CRM. And how do you keep track of follow-up when doing lead gen? Well, that's up to you guys in the system that you create. What's your definition of a lead, number one. Number two, once you have the definition of the lead, what does your follow-up process look like? You have to create your own. How confident was I when I started? Not nearly as confident as I am now, that's for sure. Best thing we can do to differentiate ourselves from other realtors, <clears throat> have a tremendous amount of skills. Be razor sharp with your skills, your expertise, your knowledge. And when you talk to people, if you're sharp as fuck, you will stand out immediately once you open your mouth. A Wix for website creation, Lunchbox, Wix. Um, Brandon, yes, money amplifies who you are. If you're a piece of shit, and then you start making money, you're gonna be a bigger piece of shit and you're gonna do harm. If you're already a good person, deep down inside, money will amplify your goodness and you'll be able to do more good for others. That's what I meant, amplify. You could say enhance, same thing, right? Hold on.
cool. Um, sweet. 100, 150 doors a day, man. You're having success because you're putting in the effort, bro. A lot of people won't do that. They'll tell me, oh, I'm knocking 100 doors a week. I'm not getting anything. I'm like, a fucking week? If you do that every day, that's literally like 15 doors a day. Uh, latest time to make calls. I don't think I've ever called past 8.30, maybe 9. But I think you can call legally between like 7 or 7.30 a.m. and like 10 p.m. So you're fine. Don't even worry about that. Yes, Matthew. I still to this day get a ton of people asking me. Cool. Who's man? See, saw you at Time 24 Point of Hills. Yeah, bro. I don't go there anymore really because I moved. I live in West Covina now, so I go to the one in Glendora. But that's cool, man. Thanks for jumping on. Investing in other states. I have four properties in Texas, bro. So yes, do it. Do you utilize it? Making it rain. Um, is that a book? Not exactly sure what you're referring to, but I've heard it before. Um, killed my first year. No. What advice do you have to keep the momentum? CJ, get on my program and you'll do very well. Jump on Modern Success, bro, and you'll really explode. Uh, I just had a dude go up from, he quadrupled his income in six months. You ever done psychedelics? No, I'm not going to do drugs. No need to. What else is up? Boys and girls, ladies and gents. A couple months, CJ, not long. I've had to take a lot of time off because of my wrists. But I would say all in all, I've probably taken at least a month and a half or two months off in the four or five months I've been boxing because of my fucking wrist. Richest man in Babylonia, I read that like four years ago. What are some tips you have for someone that can get easily distracted with things in general? Um, mindset, right? Mindset. For example, if I viewed myself and truly believed that I was, let's say, the top warrior on the planet, do you think that warrior has issues getting distracted? Would he even think about that? No. So it's a, it's a mindset issue. Open houses, sure. If you do open houses on top of other activities, you're good. Thoughts on Red X, uh, if you're on a budget, Red X is good. Best book you would recommend to read if you're starting in real estate, any book that's gonna help you, man. Um, real estate books don't necessarily mean that they're really good um, for real estate. Uh, you guys need to focus on studying the mind, getting good at communicating, learning sales, that kind of stuff. Um, how did you create your follow-up process? Um, the best way to do is emulate, right? So if you get on a coaching program or you learn from a coach, most of them have systems, right? So like Modern Success, I basically give them all my systems. Like, here, this is what we do. Um, that's going to be the best way. Model after somebody who has a good system. Where do I start? <laughs> oh, man, I knew I was going to get asked that question. Badger, go to my YouTube, bro. I have playlists and everything you need. Moving from flooded market to low inventory, high price market in Central Oregon, how would you hit the ground running? Same activities I would do anywhere else, Dante. Prospect, same old stuff. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. 
what else? I'll take a few more questions. We're already at like the 30 minute mark. So I'll save um, the other subject or two for Wednesday. Uh, economy, I'm not really paying attention too much to the economy, dude, because I can't control what's in the economy. I pay attention to some of the stuff related to real estate, like the interest rates and that kind of stuff, but I don't dig too deeply into it, right? Just like anything else, any other business, any other market, I know it goes up and down and we've just been going up for five, no, even more, five or six years straight. So eventually it's gonna level off, which it's already doing, and then it's gonna go down. Does your team still prospect daily? Yes, that's not gonna stop anytime soon. You think a small town in Ohio could still have a good business? Yes, I know people in markets of 20 or 30,000 people selling over 100 or 200 homes a year. They're doing better than me in a shithole town in the middle of nowhere. So if they can do it, you can do it. Straight up. Text deed auctions to love. If you go to my YouTube, you'll find out why I chose Texas. Cleveland though, not small town, LOL. <laughs> Advice on starting your own team. Uh, first thing, make sure you're ready to start a team. A lot of people are new in the business, in real estate, and they want to start a team. That's foolish in my opinion. If you're not selling at least two or three homes a month consistently for a couple months, do not even think about it. The first hire you need to make is a transaction coordinator. From there, once you start growing, then you do the assistant and the buyer's agent and all that stuff. Would you ever own a Subaru WRX RS STI? I have one, bro. I have a 2007. I just haven't had it. It's been in the shop for years. I have a, yeah, I have a Hawkeye, 2007. If you were to build a real estate starter pack, my coaching. There we go. That's your answer. How do these guys get into doing tons of REO listings. Um, they're cool with asset managers. Just like you guys cold call, they cold call asset managers and people managers at banks. And they get, eventually, through all that prospecting, they actually end up getting hooked up and they get a shot and that's how it grows. You ever done MMA? No. How do you pay transaction coordinators? Uh, it's usually a fee, flat fee, 200, 300, 400. And it only gets paid if the deal closes. You have some tips on where to start. Start what? <laughs> Would you ever flex in a Tesla? No, I'll never buy a Tesla ever. It's funny, as in all my cars, Teslas try to flex on me. Every fucking Tesla tries to like race my cars. It's ridiculous. And then when they lose, they cry about it. Would you join a men's league for b-ball? Well, I used to play a lot, dude. Um, sometimes I don't though because a lot of those guys take that shit too serious and they start fouling hard and I actually got kicked out of one league because a guy tried to undercut me and I punched him in the face. <clears throat> but he literally tried to like break my fucking leg. And I, I don't, when it comes to stuff like that, like I don't mess around. Like if you're really trying to hurt somebody because you can't guard them, give me a fucking break. It's like, I'm all cool playing physical and playing hard, but when you're going out of your way to injure somebody, like that's bullshit. Uh, any sports other than b-ball? Yeah, one year I ran track. Um, one, uh, one year I did football. I played um, safety. I just wanted to hit people, but um, I stopped after my sophomore year because I wanted to focus on basketball. Um, any other sports? No, just track. I ran the 100 meter and I did... Um, uh, play safety.
how many contacts do we add to our database every day? I think at this point we add at least at least four to six every day, something like that. I need to take a look because sometimes it fluctuates. A stable is good enough. Don't need a Tesla. I'm, I don't like Teslas, right? Um, I don't like the way they look. They sound like a robot, right? Like a battery. Um, they're fast. I'll give them that. I mean, the technology is incredible. It's just not my style. I like having an exhaust and hearing the, the intake and the turbos and all that stuff. That's why I like all the Japanese cars too. Number one tip for managing your time to prospect when business getting busy, you guys have to follow your schedule. You'll have a schedule to prospect in the morning. Then your client calls, you drop everything and you answer the phone. You know what I tell the client? If you call me before noon, it's going to voicemail. We'll talk to you at noon because that's when we're prospecting. Not only are we growing our business, but we're selling your house too. Just so you know. So stick to your schedule and you'll be fine. You, everybody allows themselves to get thrown off of their schedule for no reason. Yes, we use um, TCs always. Uh, it's up to you, dude, if you want to buy cash or not. I'm not the one to tell you if it's right or wrong. I never mind getting um, loans, especially if they're really low interest, because then I can take that cash and put it towards something else. But if you want to buy cash, go for it. Picking a realtor association, um, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Just go whichever one. Uh, it's up to you, Dante. Um, they're probably just afraid of you making a mistake. So if you're unsure, then bring somebody with you. If not, do it alone. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome, Stephanie or Steph. Um, what that comes down to is what I told you guys about the example of a doctor or the lawyer. The doctor sets the appointment with you. You come in on his time. You can't call him at any time of the day and he's going to answer the phone. You have to talk to the person at the desk. Hold yourself to that standard and you'll see that people will respect you. Have you ever had any clients turn you down because of your prospecting hours? No. Never. If anything, they're surprised. Like, wow, you still do that? I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> a, a lot of people think that realtors don't work. So when you tell them, I'm knocking on doors and making calls to help you, most of them are like, oh shit, I would never do that. But they think we just sit in the office and put our fucking legs up on the table and the desk. That's what most realtors do, they bullshit. So when you actually demonstrate to them that you're not, they're kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Now, all of a sudden, asking you to reduce your commission starts making less sense to them because you're actually working and they see what it is that you're doing. And I throw it in their face. Would you go door to door and cold call people for a couple hours a day? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, that's why I get paid the big, big bucks because I'm willing to do that. What a reframe right there, right? Now, many of you are probably like, oh, I would never say that to a client. I say it all the time. If you deliver that right, it's not going to offend anybody. It's true, right? If you're willing to do what other people are not willing to do, you're going to reap a reward other people will not reap. Uh, if you do four hours of prospecting a day, bro, you should sell more than 7.3 million a year. Unless maybe your price point is 200K or something. I don't know. Cool. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave. 
as always, TeamBC, TeamBCSold.com. Email us, contact us if you need anything real estate. Modern Success, we have our first event in five days. I'm excited. Um, we have a couple of guest speakers. It's going to be dope. Make sure you go to BrianCasella.com. It's on the front page now. Get on Modern Success. You have no idea what you're missing until you get on. And uh, lastly, EXP Realty, for the realtors who are still unsure, message me. Otherwise, go to join.exprealty.com. Get your application in, sign up, and we'll see you at the next event. I spoke at the last EXP event. I'll probably speak at the next one. So if you guys want some speaking lessons, show up to the event after you get on EXP. All right. Peace.